One, two, three, one, two, three. How do we do this? I kind of forgot. It's been, a, it's been a little bit, a little too long, you could say, but we are back, everybody, after a little bit of a hiatus, but I am I'm coming back refreshed, excited to be here with you guys today. Who do I got on the mic with me? You say everybody, like the whole nation is listening to this. Welcome back, USA. We're so glad to have you. This is Dawson. What up? It's Brock. What's up, guys? It's Toby. It has been a minute, and I'm so glad to be back on the mic. Let's do this thing. Um, and then today, we have the one, the only, uh-huh. all the way from Florida. He flew, he flew in for this opportunity. Did not. Yep. I don't think he did. <laughs> well, he's, he's comfortably sitting in his own home. Aaron Mascara, what's up, man? What's up, guys? So happy to be along. This is awesome. Coming from beautiful, sunny Melbourne, Florida. Oh, come on. It's <laughs> snowing, it in. dude. First day of it's snow It's 85 here today. Oh, my oh. gosh. I literally, I took a sled to get here. <laughs> My Iditarod dogs <laughs> pulled me along to pull up to Toby's house. Balto. <laughs> yeah. Bathing suit and uh, tank top for me today, guys. That was oh awesome. Gosh. Aaron, what are you up to down there, man? What's, what's going on? What's your daily life look like? Dude, Austin, thanks. I, I just moved down here. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm a Grand Valley alum. Woo! Just graduated in April and uh, got my first job. Super blessed to be down here and, and relocated to Melbourne, Florida to to start my career. What's your job that you got, Aaron? So it's really interesting. I'm a medical device salesman. And what that actually means is every day I'm in surgery with orthopedic surgeons. Um, I'm helping them treat their patients better. So what does that look like? I'm fixing ACLs and sports patients. I'm uh, doing ankle fractures, rotator cuff repairs, shoulder replacements, knee replacements. I'm in all the dirty, bloody, gory stuff, but I'm I'm helping surgeons do some incredible things. Well, dude, we might have to get you back up here. I don't know if you know or not, but in our uh, our last IM basketball game, Toby might have uh, done a little damage to the leg, Toby. Aaron, do, have you ever done meniscuses? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Toby. Oh, <laughs> yes. Ten a week. Ten a week? Can we I make it 11 you, this man. week? You got to get that fixed early. You don't want to oh. have the long-term consequence. <laughs> Aaron, may I ask, how long does an MRI take to get back? Because I had it on Wednesday. It's Wednesday of this week. It's been a week. I feel like I should have my results back already. You know, I don't really deal with the patient <laughs> care side, so I'm not sure. But usually those anything in the hospital is going to move slow. I mean, surgery is always running behind. Same with anything else you do. So, so Aaron, tell Maybe us two what, weeks. <laughs> sorry, we'll, we'll cut that part out. Sorry, that's a little choppy. Hold on. Ready? I'm going to start over as if nothing happened. Wow, great job, Brock. So, Aaron, tell us a little bit more about, uh, you said you're a Grand Valley alum, obviously the best school in the nation to attend. Want to know a little bit more about how did you find yourself at Grand Valley? What was your journey at Grand Valley like figuring out that you wanted to become a medical salesman? I mean, that's, that's kind of a niche role. How did you figure out that that's what you wanted to do? Absolutely, Brock. I mean, great question. And, and honestly, it started my sophomore year. I, I, Came to Grand Valley wanting to study pre-med. My, my sister's a doctor, and I thought, I'm going to be a doctor too. That's I've always done well in science. That's just what I'm going to do. And I was on a mission trip, my first ever one, through campus ministry, and I was in San Diego, California. And while out there on the mission trip, there was a high school group there as well. And one of the chaperone dads was a medical device salesman. And he was telling me about what he does, and 
showing me pictures of, you know, here's this person's arm after a crash and here's the device we put in them and, and the result. And I was like, so wait a minute, you're in on surgery and helping them out. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't ever touch the patient, but I'm there game planning with the surgeon. He's like, I'm kind of the coach, the surgeons, the owner, GM, and player, but I'm just there to give advice and help out. And so, something just clicked in my mind that God really spoke to me then and there and kind of put that on my heart that that's what I wanted to do. So fast forward two years later, I'm a senior in college and trying to figure out what this looks like. And um, it's a, a difficult industry to get into right out of college, as many are. They want experience. and expect you to already have it, um, even though you're just graduating from college. And um, God opened a lot of doors. I mean, to make a long story short, I uh, ended up with an opportunity to go to a conference in Las Vegas and um, met my employer out there and basically just asked them, how many of your other candidates are here right now? I want this job. Can I have this job? And they gave it to me. So I was really faithful with that. That's awesome. Aaron, I'm not surprised that you got that gig, man. Uh, I saw your study habits when you were here at Grand Valley, and I, I swear you could outstudy almost anyone else I've ever met in my life. So it's well-deserved, man, and that's super cool to hear about. Thanks, Brock. You know the quote, there ain't no elevators. You got to take the stairs. That's right, baby. Shout out <laughs> to Brandon Terrell on that one, too. Amen. So, so, Aaron, another question for you, man. Um, growing up, I uh, want to hear a little bit more about how did you figure out this Jesus thing, how it played a role in your life? I know that you said when you were on that trip, you felt like God really called you to uh, working in medical device sales, and that was something he really sparked inside of you. But how, how did that journey with him start growing up? Was that something that you always were in and learning about, or was there, was there a specific moment in time that you feel like you really started to figure out what this Jesus guy did for you and how it affected your life? Yeah. Yeah, I really – my journey in faith and, and with Christ really to me starts in, in two parts. And, and for me, it's before college and then after college or during college. And um, I grew up in a, a Christian home. We went to church every Sunday, uh, two wonderful parents and a great sister that are faith followers and Christ followers. And um, it was a great environment for me, but it almost got to the point where it was just a routine. And um, I wasn't making faith my own. But almost growing up, I didn't know that I wasn't doing that. And so like most men in high school, I had my struggles and challenges, uh, battled a lot of demons. But when I got to college, faith really became my own. It was now my choice to go to church every Sunday. It was my choice to seek out opportunities to worship the Lord. Um, and that's when my freshman year, I tried a lot of the uh, worship organizations on campus, and they're all great. I eventually landed with Campus Ministry and um, really learned what it looked like to have a personal relationship with Christ. And that's when my faith really took off, and I really started to get more entwined with what God was placing on my heart and uh, what he had in store for me. And that's that's when it got really cool. <laughs> That's so cool, Aaron. I, uh, man, that just such a cool story and so encouraging for me to hear. The one thing that confuses me though is I don't understand how you can be a Jesus follower and an Ohio State fan. Oh, like, what's what is oh, with that? Great point. 
Come on now, that's tough. <laughs> I gotta love the Buckeyes, man. I've been winning my whole life. We've been beating that team up north. Sorry, Toby. Yeah, chill, um, chill a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to go to the game again this year, so hey. trying to find them tickets. But yeah, God loves us Ohio State fans too, Dawson. <laughs> that's true. That's that's when I think about the word grace. I think about <laughs> Ohio State fans for sure. You guys are funny. We all know George is the best. So anyway, moving on. Thanks for um, the quarterback. Awesome. <laughs> You're all guys. Um, Aaron, I would love to hear more about kind of just yeah, – it's really cool to hear about how you just got to college and you said you started you know, seeking him, seeking him out, whether that's getting involved in a church, getting involved in something like campus ministry. I'm really curious to see – you know, you were in Michigan for pretty much your whole life, I assume, and now you're in Florida, which is a – that's just that's quite a move. That's like across the country, vertically, yeah. laterally. Is it laterally? No, 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 down. It's down. down. It's no, down. down. Okay. South. 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 I'm gonna. I, I try to get fancy with my word choice. I'm just gonna stick to the <laughs> not basics. Lateral, not lateral. Um, Aaron, what? What? Why Orlando? What was? What? What was God telling you through that? How did you seek Him through that? What was? What was the process of getting there? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess why? Why Mickey Mouse? Dude, absolutely, and um. You know, this is just really cool ways and how I've seen God work in my life. When I realized after that mission trip, I wanted to be a medical device salesman. Everything I did from that point on, I tried to do an attempt to get there. Uh, A motivational quote I love is, does your habits of today equal your dreams for tomorrow? And so that was something I was really shooting for. So I started building some sales experience, you know, building my medical background to get into this career. And as I started applying for these positions, I was just praying and asking God to open a door, give me an opportunity somewhere where he could use me and he had plans for me. And so I applied to about 50 or 60 medical device positions and I applied all over the country to be diverse and just let God kind of work. And and as I was doing that, I was still living the rest of my life. And my senior year, I actually, um, got called and and felt God calling me to lead uh, one final mission trip. And uh, he ended up choosing Orlando, Florida for me. And it was interesting because at the time I didn't realize the significance, but as I was going about applying for jobs, I applied to one position that was based out of Orlando and uh, spring break was in March. And in January, I actually flew down to Orlando for for an interview and then fast forward to spring break. We have a great mission trip. Austin, as you know, you're on the trip. We, yeah, we did. We so much fun. Down here. And uh, go sunshine servants, baby. <laughs> um, Nothing but the best. <laughs> we came out to Cocoa Beach one day. And, uh, you know, it was really awesome because when I got the job, they asked me to be in the Melbourne, Florida area, which is right next to Cocoa Beach. So God was just really visible in how he brought me down here first to serve him, connect with him in this area, and then revealed to me that this would be where I was getting my job. Um, So I really thought, wow, God, like you have clearly opened the door to this opportunity and this is where you want me. Aaron, that's so cool. And, and, Coming from someone who's about to graduate, it's just uh, helpful to hear your strategies for how you kind of took on the next step uh, in life. Uh, so kind of just following up with that, what did those prayers to God look like? Because uh, I can imagine that I, I'm not someone who worries very often, but this is still something that's heavy on my heart of like, okay, God, 
there's a there's a big step that I'm expecting you to provide for um, and praying. But what did your prayers look like in that season? Yeah, dude, absolutely. I mean, I was a prayer warrior, and and people around me were were praying hard too. My my prayers to God were just for Him to open the right door. Um, I knew that there wouldn't be a lot of opportunities in this career field, but I just wanted God to open one door. And so I was just asking him, where do you want me? You know, can you just give me one opportunity? This is something I desire. I feel you calling me towards this. God, just reveal yourself. And God made it really easy for me because out of the 60 jobs that I applied for, I got one job offer. Wow. And here I am. You know, mm. so he was very faithful. Um, but for any guys, and, and like you said, Dawson, going through it right now, just being very honest with him about your desires and just asking him to just reveal his desires for you. I think mm. that's the biggest thing to me is I never struggled to follow his plan for me. I just struggled trying to see his plan. Especially when I was just getting no's and no job offers and yeah. interviews without hearing back. Like, God, if you just reveal your plans to me, I will follow you. That's awesome. And just saying that to him just is a, a confidence boost to yourself, I think, and just a confidence boost to who our creator is. And, and he'll open the right doors and, and all you got to do is walk through it. Dang. Okay, man. Thank you. I uh, I appreciate that advice right there. That is taking over on this end yeah uh that dude that is such a cool story to see god's faithfulness within that okay so god opens the door one job offer you go down to orlando and then life is made right everything's good not exactly. that's probably not yeah what what are what does life look like down there now you're out of college you just got the job that you know you, you think god wanted you to have and you you followed him obediently into that now what? What does it look like? What do you do in your day-to-day life? What are the struggles you have now kind of being in this real world of not going to yeah. school, having a job? What does that look like? Yeah. Dude, the struggle is real. One, I can't cook at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're in trouble. <laughs> no, we're all in trouble. <laughs> That's the biggest struggle, man. I eat out way too much or, you know, I just don't eat healthy. Um, but no, honestly... Um, coming from Grand Valley, and, and you guys know it and live it, there's just such a strong community there of other people, and especially men that are building you up and keeping you accountable. And when I moved to Florida, I'm a thousand miles from friends, family, loved ones. And um, really, when I first came down here, it was very hard for me. Um, had a lot of struggles and um, really just felt like, okay, God, you really called me down here, but why do I feel abandoned now? You know, I didn't have that community. And and so part of it for me was just making sure that this is where God wanted me, but also just being patient in that season. So um, it's been tough, but I've in four months now started to reach out, get involved with the church, and, and um, really starting to see his plan for me down here. What does that process look like? You, you know, reaching out, getting involved in the church. Like, how, how has that been for you? Yeah. Well, the first step is going to church. Um, hey, man, just, you're preaching. Yeah, sounds, sounds simple. But... <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, it, it's hard, man. You work all week, and I'm on call on weekends. So if a surgery pops up, an ankle fracture on a weekend, someone breaks their ankle, I'm in there. 
Um, but you know, that, that gets me to be really tired, you know, on weekends, but it's just making sure, um, like when I first got down here, I said, okay, I'm going to try a different church every week for the first four or five weeks. Tried a bunch of churches, boom, found my church called Church at Vieira or Cav for short. And then once I started going there, the next step to me was, okay, how do I get involved in, in meeting people? Because it's easy to go to church and kind of just clocking in, clocking out, right? You walk in, sing your songs, get your message, you leave. Well, that's great, but you're not getting that community if you're doing that. So I joined a small group. Um, it's called the Young Professionals Group. A lot of single people like me who are starting their careers and um, gotten involved with that and met some people. And then uh, CAV, my church, um, has had a couple men's conferences and events. And uh, without really knowing anyone there, I said, I got to sign up for this because God's going to reveal himself there. Yeah. And um, it was a super awesome event. I've been to a men's breakfast and men's conference and they had a speaker and stuff. And uh, all it was about is just guys getting vulnerable with each other, which you guys have talked about on the podcast, but just getting real with each other and truly getting to know each other's hearts and desires and, and uh, it's been great for me so far. Aaron, you, you said it's a group for single people. We know that that's not true. There is a special someone. I do want to make sure that we, we clarify that on air. Right? You're right. You're right. It's it's a group for unmarried people. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so right. you're not up for I draft? do have a special someone. Shout out Olivia. <laughs> that's right. We just want to make sure that Olivia knows if she's listening to this. Hey, like, everything's okay. Like, we're good. Yeah. No, we're, we're good. All right, perfect. <laughs> Thanks for saving me there, bro. <laughs> no, I got you, bro. That's really cool. Aaron, one thing that I think of, uh, just for me personally, and then for the, the vast majority of people that graduate college, Christian people that go into a non-Christian workplace, like DOS, for instance, is going into youth ministry, but I'm going in to be a teacher in a you know, a secular environment. You're more mm-hmm. than likely in a secular environment. Some of those youths are not Christian. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. But I, I'm just curious how you, you've been able to meld the secular environment maybe of the workplace with your faith beliefs. Yeah. No, Toby, that's, that's such a great question. And honestly, it's something I'm still figuring out. Um, any job or career you get into, you're going to run into... Uh, non-Christian environments, and you're definitely going to have to deal with it. What it looks like for me is um, my job has a lot of entertaining, and um, we're entertaining orthopedic surgeons and um, just kind of a persona for orthopedic surgeons. You know, a lot of them are at the top of their fields and are very well respected, and with that um, comes some entitlement. So we do a lot of entertaining um, and just trying to figure out what it looks like to be a good Christian guy in those situations. Um, and, and, and what that looks like, I'm still trying to figure out. I mean, I'm in a sales profession, so integrity is very important. But for me, I just try to stay true to who I am. I know who God's called me to be. Um, he's called me to be a moral, righteous man. And if when I'm doing entertainments with surgeons, whether we're going out to to the bar or going out to dinner. I just try to portray a Christ-like image and continue to glorify him. And I think you can do that um, even in those settings. If you just stay strong to who you are and 
and stay righteous with God with that. Yeah, Aaron, I think that's really interesting. And I think people walk out of school and I think even in Christian culture and even as we're talking about what we want to do in the future, us guys around this table and us guys who, you know, meet up for what manhood means at Grand Valley. Yeah. I think we look at our future careers and sometimes feel guilty if the center of it is not in the job title about serving Jesus or doing something for a church. And I think Mm -hmm. one of the coolest things that I hear you saying is, no, 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 any job can be a Jesus-centered job. Um, and I think, I think even in those places of working in those environments where you're, you know, having to entertain people or, um, in environments that are not always the most moral, I think when you have that integrity and you keep Jesus at the center of it, sometimes I think those are the most powerful ways that Jesus works and can use a career for his good. So it's, it's so honestly encouraging to me as I'm even trying to figure out what this summer of interning looks like anywhere, just like whatever I do, yeah. I can keep Jesus at the center of it. And that like really encourages, you know, me and us. So thanks for talking yeah. about that. And speaking of that, Brock, I mean, I think it's important for everyone to realize God gets all of us in such different ways. Mm. And, and just to be true to those gifts. I mean, some people have great gifts for ministry and make great pastors and leaders of the church. And that is such a vital role. But other people have great business gifts and uh, great care gifts, people that become doctors. And so it's just important to um, find those gifts God's gifted you with and and seek out how he wants you to use those. I mean, for me, I try to be a, a bright light in what can be a very dark industry at times. And to me, that's showing God's love and, and using the gifts he's given me, even in an industry that isn't centered on him, I can still give him glory by showing his love to others. Dang, Aaron, that's cool, man. Thanks for talking about that. That's something that I feel like all of us can hear, whether you're a freshman in college and trying to figure all that out, or whether you're on your way out and trying to figure out what the real real world quote end quote looks like. But thanks for Absolutely. All right, Aaron. So you listen to the podcast. Obviously, you're a you're a big time podcast veteran. We're gonna get down Love to it. the most important questions of the episode. We're gonna get to know you a little bit better. Have the podcast listeners get to know you a little bit better in our rapid fire questions. Are you ready for these? Fire away, questions? baby. I'm <laughs> Let's go. Okay, favorite. Oh, favorite. <laughs> We're gonna cut that part. We're gonna go. Favorite form of beverage. I mean, favorite beverage. I'll murder you. <laughs> Raspberry lemonade from Applebee's. Applebee's. I oh, love you, Aaron. I miss you so incredible. much. <laughs> favorite okay. coin. Favorite coin. <laughs> um, dimes, baby. Oh, That's no. what I do on the court. Right. Hey, favorite type of bread. Oh, I gotta go cinnamon swirl bread like oh, that yes. toast you guys ever had that that's cheating that that is not bread <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is bread <laughs> absolutely bread okay favorite um number 11 any significance it was my high school number okay yeah that works favorite of the four podcasters on this podcast oh come on gosh this is tough <laughs> From a That's purely not, podcast mean, point of view. <laughs> P- politically correct, all of you guys, but 
clearly it can't be Toby. He's a Michigan fan. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> and that's, no, that's where we're going to go. Let's go next question. We'll go our favorite Slurpee mix. Oh, Slurpee mix. I haven't had a Slurpee since being in Florida, but uh, I go for the cherry blue raspberry combo. Oh, the classic. Classic. Yeah. classic. That is a great one. You said you eat out a lot. Favorite Florida fast food? Oh, dude. Without a doubt, they're all over around here. Chick-fil-A. I'm on my way to becoming a red member status. Yes. I'm showing that silver status grind. I actually had it today. It was delicious. Dude, Austin, best part about my job, I do lunches with surgeons. You take in, like, a ton of food to their office. Chick-fil-A every time. Get the rewards. (laughs) You have any, like, any summer internship spots open? I'm looking looking around. I would love to come down there. And, you know, I'll just be busboy. I'll just give them the Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Aaron, I want to say on the food kick, you say you're a bad chef, but give me your go-to meal if you have to make one. Absolutely, Toby. So I've I've been dabbling a little bit, you know, trying to get into it. I make a really good chicken fajita. Oh! Grill the chicken up. I heat the tortillas and melt the cheese on them. I when I grill the chicken or pan sear it, I guess chicken, green peppers, red peppers, cut up onions, okay, a little baller. bit of garlic salt. It is okay, good I, stuff. Mister, I can't. Cook. Yeah, come on now, Mister Gordon Ramsay over here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we we have a roommate who eats for dinner. Peanut butter crackers with yogurt on them. So you're shout out Luke Trula. <laughs> so you're obviously just like absolutely outplaying us on that one. Yeah, my dinner last night was ice cream. So. <laughs> That's it. no, you're doing it right, Aaron. Cheat night every once in a while. <laughs> you got to be honest with yourself. You're living on your own. What is your least favorite chore? Oh man, least favorite chore. Shoveling the driveway, uh, right? Oh, I gotta say. This this is a tough one because there's so many that I could choose from. I would say just cleaning up after cooking. Like, that's the hardest part. You cook, you make a great meal, you eat, you're like, I just want to be done and yeah. sit down. Yeah. Then you got to clean and do the dishes. <laughs> no, there's, there's always Shout a out sequel. to my college roommates because they carried me. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That is great. All right, Aaron. It's going to hurt me a little bit to ask this, but your Buckeyes are looking great. They're ranked number one, obviously, in this latest poll that came out. Listen, are they going to go undefeated this year? Are they going to bring home the ship that only Cardell Jones has been able to bring them recently? Toby, mark it down on this podcast. Uh Uh-oh. We are going to beat Alabama in the national title. Oh, Oh, no. 42-24. Oh! My defense is rolling. We have the best player in college football in Chase Young. We're going undefeated. This is the best team I've seen since the legend 12-gauge Cardell Jones. No, here's the thing. I think I'm low-key an Ohio State fan because my Falcons are tanking this year, and there's a shot. They got a shot at Jeffrey Okuda, and I'm down. I'm here Dude, for it. I'm with you, Jeff Okuda. Great corner, but if you don't take Chase Young, number one, you're making a mistake. That dude, I, I stood – as he walked in the stadium and high-fived him, and his hand ate me alive. His <laughs> hand was as big as my face. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. We're jumping to it. Here we go. Come on. No, we are Come not. Come on. I think it's time. Let's I do think it. it's time. We're, I we're can't taking, wait. Uh-huh. We're taking to the next level. Fact of the ow, week. Ow. Woo. <laughs> 
I have a quick question for everyone on the podcast. I'd yeah. like everyone to individually answer it. Have you ever, you know, got a little boo-boo, got a little ouchy, mm-hmm. and was bleeding, and you just didn't have a bandage? It's, to... a, it's a yes from me. Absolutely. That's happened to me. I'm invincible. I don't get boo-boos. Great point. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, Dawson. This doesn't apply to you. If we were in ancient times... What's considered ancient? I don't know. Ancient <laughs> times? <I'm... laughs> the, the common go-to for bandages? Spider webs. Oh, no way. No, 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 no. Yeah, what? so spider webs are supposedly to have natural antiseptic and antifungal properties. Okay, and Aaron. And it it's rich in vitamin K, which promotes blood clotting. Okay, Aaron, did you know that? Because you're working in surgeries. Did, did you have any no, idea? No, dude. Recommend to the doctor next time you're in a surgery. We can make our own medical device. Oh, okay. So you're Let's not using spider webs. the best webs. spiders. Oh, hey, fair enough. This is what I'm thinking. How could you get enough spider webs to mm. make a, you know, a clottable bandage? I just, I cannot picture it. I know this answer. You milk them. Dawson. Yeah. <laughs> Dawson, I was thinking the same thing. If, if you tickle them in the right way, they just start shooting out webs. Oh, my God. Guys, wow. wait, wait, wait. How did we not see this coming? We've all seen Spider-Man. This has been in front oh, of our face great how point. many times? Great point. There's yeah. no way Spider-Man right. uses band-aids. He just shot himself. With the web, and he was good. That's why he was. Oh my gosh, that's Dude, it. All makes sense now. Wow, Tom Holland, thank you for that. <laughs> we appreciate that. Well done, Aaron. Dude, it has been so fun to get to talk to you today. And I think one of the coolest things is not too many people know this, but as the idea of what manhood means was starting to get off the ground, you and Jake Uresti, uh, the two small group leaders for a small group that I was in freshman year were actually two of the main guys who sparked the idea for mm-hmm. what manhood means. And I just wanted to take a second because this is super special to, to me and to all of these guys and just say thanks for the role that you played um, in being a, a model for us on how to be a man in college and how to live a life of vulnerability. And, dude, more than you know, you influenced uh, what we're doing every week and even the huddle that we're going to have this week. Like, you, you played a big role in sparking that, and I just want to say thank you, and I also want to say thank you for uh, just remaining faithful to what God is calling you to do, um, because it has just allowed us to um, see a reflection of Jesus in the way that you've walked through college and even post-grad life, and we're just we're just honored to get to talk to you today. Wow, Brock. Dude, come on. You didn't tell me you'd make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, well, you're, you're so kind, and I know you'll be humble and reflect this, but I mean... You know, God used Jacob and I to do his works and do you guys and what you guys are doing. And I, I saw it even when I was there at Grand Valley. I mean, you guys are going light years beyond and, and really creating something that's going to last for a long time in that community. And, and know, you know, this podcast and what you guys are doing, I mean, it's affecting people all across the globe. I'm down here in Florida listening every week, excited for how God's going to speak to me through your podcast and I'm learning each week. So um, I just want to affirm what you guys are doing and, and just tell you, you know, keep doing what you're doing and know you're making a difference. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Well, and as tradition kind of goes on this podcast, we'd love Aaron, as we wrap up, if you would be willing to pray for um, just the community of guys here at Grand Valley as we continue to pursue what manhood looks like uh, and also just, yeah. Guys around the state, you know, the country, uh, Florida included, Ohio State included. Um, just pray for <laughs> pray for all those 
guys and even guys around the world to just keep pursuing yeah. this. So if you're with Dude, me. absolutely. Be- before I do this, there's one more point I wanted to make, and yeah. it's something I actually learned um, at my men's conference two weeks ago, and I, I thought it was such a good point. And it-, it just talks about community. It said, the devil's an ethic master of one-on-one. The mm. Bible tells us, you know, when two or three or more of his followers gather, the Lord is there. And it says that they said at the conference, the only person to ever beat the devil in a game of one-on-one was Jesus in the desert, as we know. And so it's just so important to, no matter where you're at in your faith or in your journey, to not go at it one-on-one. I'm here a thousand miles away from my community, but even here, I got to go out and find that community here. So I'm not doing it one-on-one because the devil's, undefeated and one-on-one against the the man except for jesus christ Amen. Man. so i just think that is so so powerful and it's just what you guys are speaking into finding community and how to do that it's really impactful in our lives thanks dude thanks for sharing that that's I, that, awesome Aaron. yeah that's well worth uh delaying the last part of the podcast for so thanks man all right let me pray for us cool dear heavenly father um we come before you just humbled and, and thank you for the time we've had uh, just getting to know you deeper on this podcast tonight. Um, but just in general, God, I want to just thank you for Dawson and Brock and Austin and Toby and, and just uh, lift them up to you, God. What they're doing is not easy and it, it's hard, but God, you are speaking through these men and what they're doing is uh, impacting men, not only in the Grand Valley community, uh, but all across the globe, God. Um, Right now, I just want to lift up all men in general to you, and especially the young college men. We're going through this transition of trying to figure out what careers you want them to pursue or where location you want them to be, God. Just speak into them, God, and I pray that you just open the doors for them. And when you open those doors, God, I pray that you give them the courage and the strength to walk through it. Because we all know it's not easy um, sometimes to follow your calling, but we do it because we love you and, and, and we trust in your son's name, Jesus, God. So as these men go about their college lives and, and the lives they have around the country, God, just help them to glorify you no matter what segment of life they're in. And, and to continue to lift up your name, God, um, and, and know that we are on this journey for you, God. Um, we thank you and praise you for all that you've done for us. And it's in your son Jesus' name we say amen. 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 Well, this has been another, dare I say, slightly biased, phenomenal week of the podcast. Aaron, we have loved having you on. Thank you so much for being here, dude. Dude, absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for having me. and. Uh, Go Bucks, baby. Oh, <laughs> my right. gosh. Hey, I, my brother is going to the Ohio State game. I got the Michigan State game this year. So, I mean, I, right. I don't know. It, it might be it might be rough. You awesome. guys are looking good after that Notre Dame win, Toby. I got to give it to you. Hey, a little momentum. Fair enough. A little Fair momentum. Enough. All right. Austin, five or no, not even five or so words. Just what words? What do you got for yeah, us? Please don't, please words. don't, please don't put a label on my words. Okay, Brock, I'll do that, please. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I forgot. Words of the week slash podcast. We're gonna go with community. I feel like community is a consistent one. It's been, every, it's, it's a, been it's almost a theme. every week. It's a theme. Community transition. 
doors, Orlando, one-on-one, and spider milking. All right, everybody. You guys have a great week. See you, everybody. Spider milking. <laughs> See you, guys. <laughs> I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man Yes I am, yes I am, yes I am